This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Through, almost threw his radio down. He was <laughs> mad as heck. I think he and I at Eldora in the truck would be a great combination. There you go. I think about that race about every day. <laughs> I'm sure probably. you do. Welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Up Front, presented by K1 Speed. I am your host, Jonathan Davis, and I'm here today. It's uh, the first. It it's is. back. <laughs> uh, alongside me is Justin Algar here in the Exalta studio. Uh, well, not the only driver here, right? Let's introduce him. Uh, we'll cut right to the chase. We'll cut right to the chase. We've got Josh Berry here with us. Josh is looking forward to a big weekend here. Uh, going to drive the Sun Energy number 88. Sun Energy 1, right? Yep, Sun Energy 1. Do you have to say the 1? I think so. It's on the hats and everything, so I probably should. I noticed <laughs> the hood of the car says SE1. Like, that's yeah. cool when you can abbreviate your company name. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, I mean, let's just start off with, uh, I mean, uh, I, I feel like every one of our listeners knows who you are. Because if they follow along with the Junior Motorsports Twitter or Facebook or any social media account, they pretty much see your picture in victory lane every time they <laughs> click on it. Um, you've obviously had a great season so far. You had a great year last year in the Xfinity race uh, at Richmond and, the you know, the races that you ran last year. I mean, it's just been – you've definitely done a great job and, and been a great great part here at, at Junior Motorsports. So kind of give give our listeners a, um, an update as to what you've done this year because you've, you've won a lot of races. Yeah, we've raced probably – 10 times, 12 times, something like that, and won seven of them. A couple at Hickory, a couple at Greenville. Um, but we've been focusing on the Cars Racing Tour, uh, Touring Series, and running that. And right now I'm sitting, well, I was second in points, but I'm actually missing a race to do Iowa this weekend. So it's going to kind of take us out of that deal unless some weather gets involved or whatever. But really we've just been just We're praying for rain yeah, back praying home for here <laughs> in North Carolina, <laughs> yeah. not in Iowa. <laughs> right. yeah, th- that's what I need. So uh, my car is ready, and uh, – Guess I'll take a roll back up there Sunday or something <laughs> if I get back in time. So, so now the race, the the race you're missing is Sunday. No, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Okay, so if you got rained out Saturday, in is it at Hickory or uh, Orange County? In Orange County. So if it gets rained out at Orange County and have to race on Sunday, you're then it. you can make it. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So we will definitely. I think the same rain. thing happened last year, didn't it? Or was it? No, a couple uh, years. Uh, maybe it was a couple years. Two ago. years ago, yeah. I missed, had to miss a race. Had to miss a yeah. race because of that. But obviously, it's not a big deal, really. Yeah, in the grand scheme of yeah. things. So, uh, just so you know, in Mooresville, at our shop right here, on Saturday, there's a 55% <laughs> chance of rain. <laughs> now, I mean, I know Orange County is not in Mooresville, North Carolina, but the state of North Carolina has a 50% chance of rain. Well, so it's funny because I, I was just texting the guy that kind of runs the series because we've had a couple races rain out with them early this year, and they called them on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday just because the forecast was bad. And I clicked <laughs> on it earlier, and it was 60%. I'm like, call it. It's bad. Call <laughs> it. Reschedule it. But my luck, they'll probably reschedule it to the other race I'm supposed to run. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll just wait and see how it goes. I mean, it, obviously, Iowa's the focus, but if that ends up working out for us, that'll be a good thing. What about Iowa? I mean, cool place. Obviously, um, you know, it's, it's technically a short track, but – it's not really a short track. It's a it's a big short track. So, what are your thoughts on going there? I'm excited. I've been there once before. That's where I ran my very first race. So I I feel good about that. That I've at least been there. But the short track part of it, like you said, uh, I I mean I ran Richmond last year, obviously, and that felt like a short track. But Iowa doesn't feel as much like a short track as as uh, Richmond did for sure. So it's going to be a little adjustment. But I mean I feel like I'm ready for it, and at least I've been there. So I've you know I've seen the place, and that that should make the 
learning experience a little bit easier. Yeah. So we, I mean, we have great resources here at Junior Motorsports too. Obviously, um, you can go back and watch the the replays from some of the other races, get some of the onboard footage. So, you know, that'll that'll all be stuff. As I, I mean, we were just there a couple weeks ago, and I'm already doing that same stuff. You know, just because it's it's good to know. So it's uh, it'll be, you know, really cool to to have you there as a teammate. Obviously, a lot of respect for you as a race car driver. And you actually spotted for me at the first race, not yeah. on purpose, yeah. uh, but we had a, a a radio issue in practice. So a man here, like all of a sudden, boom, he comes on the radio. And I'm like, that's not that's not Kyle's voice, which Kyle spots for me when TJ is, is off the cup race. I'm like, that's not, that's not Kyle's voice. And then they said Josh, and I'm like, well, it's got to be, I mean, it's got to be Josh up there talking. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, to kind of go over this weekend, I mean, or this last week, you guys were in Eldora, yeah, and and you had a good finish. We did. I thought we were gonna be even better than that. We uh, restarted fourth on the second to last restart, and he, uh, the guy that was leading Bobby Pierce, only had fourth gear. Yeah. So that kind of drug us back, and the bottom on the restarts was really good. You could really make some time up for that first like one or two laps, but then you needed to get to the top, and um, they made up some time on us on that restart. The second to last restart. Uh, or in the last restart, we kind of got the same thing. Restarted fourth and uh, just got shuffled and ended up sixth, which is really good. We, um, I think we bounced off the wall in practice maybe <laughs> 37 or 38 times. <laughs> and I will tell you this, I don't think he hit it once in the race. Really? Yes. They're like duct taped to the right side, all back together, rivets, pop rivets, bond, all that stuff. None of it was missing when we ended the race. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that couldn't say that. No, I mean that four truck after the race, it looked like a Z. Yeah, it was beat to death. It was it was a good race, though. I mean, it was a very good race. You know, Roger Slack and uh, Tony Stewart have done a great job with that place and put on a great show there. Um, the night before, they ran the big block modifieds, and uh, I mean the track was very dusty that night, and they went to town on that track the next day. They did a great job prepping I, it. I mean, they they worked that track. I want to say they worked it after the big block race Tuesday night, and we practiced. Yeah, we practiced Tuesday. They raced Tuesday night, but Wednesday morning they started on that track, and they tore it up and watered it and, you know, rolled it in. And, I mean, I, I felt like the groove changed, you know, a couple times throughout the race. We made some time on the bottom in the middle part of the race, and, he was passing people like they were tied to a stump post on the top, and then it flip-flopped. You know, yeah. the end of the race, you really had to be at the fence and get it going there. It so. was funny because, obviously, the big block cars are totally different than the trucks. I mean, the way oh they yeah. drive, the amount of movement that they have in them, yep. the suspension, everything like that. Uh, but come in on Wednesday, and it's it's heavy and, and hammered out. And there were some guys that qualifying, they didn't they, – they, like, they were – they didn't know what to do. And, and honestly, like Kyle Larson, I thought for sure my man was going to qualify on the pole, lead every lap, win the race. And he nah. he missed it qualifying. I mean, yeah. just flat out missed it. So. And Mike Beam, their team manager, was actually standing on top of our truck, and he was stomping and threw almost threw his radio <laughs> down. He was mad as heck. But uh, I, I was really shocked at that. And that's every year before this. They, um, the way they did qualifying was either the first year was by um, practice speed. Then they started to do the pill draw. Well, it was always good to go out early. Right. This year, 
you wanted to go towards the end. Yeah, you wanted to be last. It was unbelievable how much. I mean, Caleb Holman was on the pole, and great for them. It's a you know small team, and they they got it done. But it was we went out there and thought we were pretty decent, and it was like I think Tyler Reddick went out five trucks later, and he ripped the top, and it was like, Ugh, yeah, <laughs> <my> bull. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 in trouble. So it, you know, it, it is funny though because Reddick was looking at the cars that were still left to go, and I think he was like really concerned with Larson. Yep. And then after that, he's like, oh, "Nobody yeah. else has got a shot." Yeah. And then when Holman went, like his face was just <laughs> stunned. I mean, he didn't know what to think yeah. at that point. But and I will tell you this: like watching qualifying, I want to say Caleb run around the bottom, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't I'm get to see his lap. Uh, so. They didn't show it. Oh, they they yeah, that's right. They were they a commercial. It, they come back from commercial. <laughs> that's it. Like oh they were God. a commercial. You're right. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. But so I, uh, we've stood on top of the truck and watched all the fall. And I want to say he run it around the bottom and, and just like, you know, nice and easy and smooth. And look at what he did. You know, there were guys that were on the top third gear, you know. Yeah, Larson actually shifted the third. Yeah. yeah that's when sure Mike Beam lost it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was in the middle of the second lap. Yeah, it was. Downshifted. Yeah. Well, why not? Try it. Have you ever run dirt on, or have you ever run on dirt, Josh? No. Ever? Was, uh, no. Just like a go-kart 16 years ago, but that don't really count. So I have a question. What, you would be able to answer this. I mean, what, when they're working on the track like that, what are they just trying to keep a steady amount of moisture in it? Because it looked at the beginning of qualifying like that it was really dug it, up and muddy, yeah, yeah. sloppy looking, you know. Well, the biggest challenge for dirt racing is the dust. You know, that's something that we don't fight on asphalt at all. Yeah. And, and that's something on dirt that, you know, from a from a driver's standpoint, it's not that bad because you can see pretty well. Now it did get dusty enough. I think um, Coughlin and um, oh, the the Empire truck, Sh uh, Sean Core, they actually wrecked in practice because one of them spun out, the other the other one couldn't see. And Cole ran made right that him. same statement uh, Tuesday practice during practice. He's like, I cannot see. Yeah. A and one of the spotters, Josh Williams, he took a Snapchat video from the spotter stand, and they literally, you could see them come through the middle of one and two, down the back stretch, and then they would just disappear into the cloud. And he's like, mm, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they were, the drivers were saying the same thing, you know, I, I'm out here just kind of hoping I'm not going to run into the fence, and I'd, I'd say that's probably a lot of what Cole struggled with in practice was we were running the fence, but couldn't really see where the fence was. Right. Know? The other part, though, too, is, is that Tony as a track worker and as a dirt racer, his big thing is when the track is heavy and when it's when it's got a lot of grip, you know what, number one, I mean, when we go to these racetracks where fresh pavement, you got a lot of grip, it, it, it tends to make the racing a little bit more challenging, right? There's one groove. Yeah. Um, it's really locked down really, really fast. Tony's big thing is he wants to make the track as wide as possible, as, as forgiving as possible. And let guys really be able to race it out. The challenge with that is there's like a fine line, right? You get too far to the dry side and it's dusty and no grip and sliding around, too too heavy and too muddy. You know, it looks like qualifying. Guys go in there and the, the front tires just slide and get in that slop. So, you know, that was something that I was impressed with uh, that it that it was as gripped up as it was and it was as as heavy as it was. I, I didn't expect that. You know, the other the other side of it is if you get the track to rubber in. Then it becomes a lot more like asphalt. You can drive around there on the right front, feels good, everything's normal, but you run a risk of 
you know, you're right there on that edge. It either goes to rubber or it goes to dust. And yeah. and the first night they saw that it was going to be dusty, they switched and over. And, and it and was funny because we stayed in the motorhome, so we were at the track all weekend and saw Tony a good bit throughout the weekend, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Tuesday after the Dirt Modified race. We were just talking to him a little bit about the track, and he's like, wait, just wait. It's going to be a way different racetrack yeah. than what you practiced on today. And, you know, it, they did a great job. I mean, they they put water down to the point where I was like, holy crap. Like, it was running down the racetrack. <laughs> they tilled it, watered it, and I'm thinking, man, I hope it takes. Here's what I think. Here's, here's what I think. I th I So we have a dirt modified. I feel like we need to bring it here to Charlotte one weekend. Because I know Dale at, so at, at some level has expressed interest of maybe trying a dirt car at one point in his career. Where and I don't think he wants to race one. I think he just right. wants to try it. Make a couple laps. Josh has never tried it. I mean, I feel <laughs> like I feel like we could have a lot of fun in the afternoon. You know, Play go day. out there and go 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 make some laps. And Where could we do this? I don't know. We need to make this happen. North Carolina. Uh, we we've got a we've got a guy in the store here. He's got an idea for <laughs> us. Carolina Speedway. Yeah. All right, there you go, Carolina Speedway. We need to make. I, I guess we need to make this happen. <laughs> Although I will say, I did a a deal last year with with uh, Kenny Schrader. Kenny obviously does so much for dirt and asphalt and everything in between. He has like six cars or seven cars. I think how many we had. All I know is he built this ro this trailer. He's got a rollback truck with a ramp truck with a car on it. And then it connects to a trailer that's like seesawed. And you literally drive the cars up and on it. And then like the front car that goes on the ramp truck, they can actually load it from the trailer. Like it, it has oh. ramps and they can do right like from the trailer to the truck. Right. So they load this thing full, and then they've got another truck that brings some cars. And uh, they've got three, I think, two-seaters, and then everything else is single-seaters. But they're not, like, they're all crate motors. You know, they're right. nothing, like, on race mode kill, but they are a blast. And we went out there, and we gave rides. And uh, Schrader, Schrader likes to give everybody a good time. The problem is is I didn't know at what expense that came with. <laughs> so, like, we did this this fake race. You know, we start off and you take off and, you know, we were sliding each other. So you run three laps. And coming to the checkered, you know, you come off the corner and he was on the bottom. And, um, you know, we had, we had done really good. We hadn't we hadn't touched or anything like that. And we're coming off the bottom. He just <laughs> right into the side <laughs> of me, shoved me up the racetrack. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that. And only, only one guy wrecked. There was – Tony did it. I think it was – it has to be ten years ago. He did it when Roger Slack still ran the dirt track at Lowe's Motor Speedway. Um, he rented the track Sunday after whatever cup race and had a play day. He had his non-wing sprint cars there. He had a two-seater sprint car, two-seater dirt modified. Schrader had his two-seater cars. And I'm telling you what, like all his you know, friends, buddies, all that stuff. Tony Erie Jr. drove a non-wing sprint car. That's scary. It was scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the two-seater dirt modified and the two-seater sprint car, I guess the sprint car has, like, a light for the person in the back for them to tell the driver, hey, I'm done. And Tyler Walker was driving it. And I will tell you this. I laughed so hard because he would literally just get onto the track, and he was wide open sideways, and you could see that light light up. There were people, they didn't even make it past the start-finish line on their head <laughs> <laughs> pushing the button. That's awesome. But it definitely need to do a play day. That All would right. be awesome. So we're, we're going to make this happen. We're going to get you some dirt experience. 
and we're gonna make you a better asphalt racer. Who How knows? About that? We might need we might need Josh in a truck next year. And That's Eldora. Right. Eldora. Is I think on he the and I at Eldora in a truck would be a great combination. There you go. So I two agree. trucks for next year. That's right. Um, Indianapolis. I wanted to get to this. You wanted? <laughs> oh, really? I oh, wanted to get to. Like you're salivating over there. It looks I like. Was. I was very happy for the se uh, seven car this weekend. You guys uh, finally got the hundred grand, the Xfinity hundred thousand dollars, and uh, you qualified for all four of them. I think you were. Were you the only? I think we were there. Yeah, we were the only one. I'm just no. Hang on, Eric Jones. Eric Jones. Eric I think. Jones qualified yeah. for four. Yeah. He qualified for. He won two of them. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still, though, I mean, that was very, that very was big really for cool. the seventh yeah. car. And Brant, of course, Rick was there. I did see yeah. he was there. Um, kind of a home track for you. Yeah, it's it's about the same distance from there to Indy as it is from, from our home to Chicago. Yeah. So we call Chicago our home track just because it's in the state of Illinois. But technically, distance-wise, it's about the about same. So, yeah. The other thing, though, is is while we're while we're having this conversation about Rick being there, today is his birthday. Oh, today so we're we're recording on Tuesday. This show airs on Thursday. Yep. So by the time this show airs, he'll he be will two days <laughs> older. he'll be two days older. But <laughs> today's his birthday. So happy birthday, Rick Brandt. Uh, hope you're having a great day. They actually are having an agronomy day um, in the fields out with the a lot of the Brandt customers and, and the employees there. So they're they're still working. He's working on his birthday, but. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's it's cool to have him at the racetrack this weekend and being a part of what they do. And you know, I think it goes without saying, but huge thank you to Xfinity Comcast for what they yeah. do for our sport. I mean, the series, um, just the entire sport. You know, the the Xfinity series is great, but they do so much for our entire sport. And you know, a hundred thousand dollars, no matter how you slice, it, is a lot of money. And, and that's a, a huge boost for a race team like this to be able to take in another hundred grand and be able to use it to, to resources and things that we need here at the at the race team. So definitely uh I, although I kept the the, the cardboard <laughs> check. Yes. Uh I know I can't cash that, but I feel like I'm at least keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. You I know, at so. the end of the day I'm keeping it. Your name's on it. Yeah, For my sure. name's on it. That's right. Um tell us about your weekend. Tell us about our weekend. Okay. It so was hot. it was I can miserable. I can say that. Oh, <laughs> those <laughs> those garages there, I feel like it's like a brick oven pizza. It you is. Know, yeah. Know, like like I, I feel oh. like we could have had some Hunt Riley's pizza. Yeah. And had it in there and cooked it <laughs> yes. <laughs> while so we were bad. there. And actually I just found out they were doing pull ups. They had this bar up there. So Hondo, uh our rear end mechanic. Yeah. He he's been on a, a workout kick here lately, yeah. like really, really into it. And so he had our guys doing pull ups. And and the the theory was is that when I leave the garage, they start and don't stop until I come back in. <laughs> that seems well, like a terrible <laughs> idea. That's what I thought. That's I'm like, long it's job. five minutes to make one lap. Yeah. So you know, but uh, they were all having fun in there, and as miserable as it was. And then the race, you know, w well, first of all, we qualified well. We qualified yes. six. Uh, we showed good speed all weekend. I mean, we unloaded off the truck and and just really had speed and. We started off loose, ended tight, went to qualify, back to loose. Um, you know, I mean, like there was at one point off of two where I was still wide open, but I was questioning. Like it was like questioning her. <laughs> my commitment level was a lot <laughs> higher than I than I anticipated that it would be. Um, so we ended up qualifying decent. Uh, that put us on the inside of the the first heat race, which was a great thing, yes. a blessing for sure. And then was able to to. Stay right there. I mean, I let Kevin in getting into two so that, you know, we weren't just slowing everybody down. Let him get in. So we finished second and third just the same way we started the race. And then in the the main race, it was funny because 
Kevin would be going into one. I'd be the start finish line at LAV coming off of four. Like we were, we literally stayed there. We even did a cycle of green flag pit stops, and there was like five laps in between how everything cycled. And we come out, and I was the last one to pit. We come out, and Kevin was going into one. I was the start finish line. Elliot was <laughs> coming off of four. Like we just stayed that same same distance all day. Um, but then ultimately it came down. I, I didn't think we were going to get a caution, like at all. Yeah. I thought we were going to run the whole race. Same as Richmond, which. That one Ugh. still bugs me because <laughs> we were right there, and yeah, you were there, and we were gonna win the dash for cash there. Uh, no, we were gonna win the race. Well, I'd have finished second to Dale. I'd have, <laughs> I'd have finished second to Dale as long as we got the dash for cash, because um, now we'd be locked in the chase. Had all that yeah. played out, anyways. Came <laughs> down to a, a late restart, two late restarts. Um, we end up. <sighs> I don't even know how to explain it. The forty-eight <laughs> took two tires. Which is yeah. <laughs> also what got us in trouble at oh Richmond. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now so it's all clicking. Yeah, now it's all it's clicking. There. So the forty eight takes two tires, the nineteen and the eighteen stay out. And so they go into one, forty eight and the nineteen get too wide. I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm just riding along trying to guide a missile that I know <laughs> is gonna crash here quickly. <laughs> and uh so Elliot gets by me. And I'm so disappointed at that point because I'm like, okay, I know I can beat the 19 because he has no tires. And Eric Jones had already had some trouble. They had already crashed, which I think was the cause of that caution. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, man, this is terrible. <laughs> like, I just – there's eight to go, and Elliot gets by I me for the dash for cash. So, uh, anyways, the 19 and the 48 get together. They shoot up the racetrack. I end up right behind Elliot. So now I have to restart on the outside, which is terrible at Indianapolis. Um, and so we get a, a green wire checker. And uh, I ran my fastest lap of the race, I'm pretty sure, on the last <laughs> lap. But I got a run off of off of four. That's the only time the whole race I ran four wide open. I mean, I literally was flat through turn four. And he got tight behind the 42. He tried to he tried to make – I don't know what he was doing, but he tried to make a run on the 42 but wasn't quite there. And the 42 went all the way to the apron, and he tried to get below him, and there was nowhere to go. And he just washed out in, in behind him. And so he had a bad four. I had a phenomenal four and drove right up beside him. And My God. Like, yes. All right. This is going perfect. into one. Yeah. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. The other part that was cool was we finished second, fifth, and sixth. Uh, Kevin actually, we started side by side on the, the restart where I had my trouble and it got shuffled back. Um, he restarted, uh, I guess he restarted fifth. Yeah, and it was just it worked out perfectly. He was able to get up there, get up to third, and then on the last restart, he was on the inside again, able to get up to second. So he did a great job. Uh, Elliot was sixth, and we were fifth. So you know, just a, a solid all around weekend for for Junior Motorsports. Nothing for the 18. But then again, I can't be so disappointed in the Xfinity Series race because the Cup guys felt the same. Yeah, they actually I think theirs was worse. Yeah, the he Cup hurt Series. We led 148 of 160 laps or something. Yeah, something crazy. That's that's just. Did, did he lead every practice too, in the Cup car? Uh, I don't think so. I, no. No, I don't think he led any practices really. Because even in the Xfinity series, I think a couple guys did Q runs. I he, got you. He might have led one in the Xfinity series, but definitely uh, definitely had his stuff together. Domination <laughs> is a is a definitely. He, he looked like Josh Berry everywhere Josh has run this year. <laughs> he was Josh Berry at Hickory. Yeah. Uh, um, we kind of already touched on Iowa, but let's let's kind of go let's kind of go back. So. Uh, Josh, this is your first time back in an Xfinity car since last season at Richmond. You started fifth and finished seventh. You had a great, great Richmond last year. I still go to he won that race. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I feel so bad because I've uh, like I've talked about it with a lot of people and I think the one thing that you couldn't you can't teach anybody is the pit road cycle yeah. stuff. And like that is an art form that I think, you know, even Justin can tell you it's getting on and off pit road in and out of your pit box. Like you'd come down pit road and that one time I remember I think it was the 22 had the rear tires off the ground and I was like yeah, <laughs> it comes in leading and just, I think had that race gone green and you got to race your way to it, I I, I truly believe that you guys had that one. But uh, it's you know. definitely a challenge. The pit road, I've been working on it yeah. a lot the past week. I saw you week. tweeted yeah. uh, you went to Hendrick and practice, Yeah, I was right? there this morning as well, so I've been trying to do better at that. But the problem is, is, you know, like Richmond, I think we only had three or four stops. So it's like the first two, I mean, I hadn't drove an Xfinity car in, you know, about a year or something like that. And that deal come together real late, so I didn't really have a lot of time to go prepare for it. And uh, so that was the first time I had done it in almost a year. So it's like the first two, I remember the one where Logano had me jacked up. That was (laughs) one of the first or second (laughs) ones. And I'm just trying to get, you know, get back acclimated to everything. And then then by like the third or fourth, I was actually kind of holding my own, doing a lot better. And then the very last one got blocked in, and that kind of hurt us from – um, having a shot at it, but really I was really w- praying that it was going to stay green yeah. that last that last run. And I think about that race <laughs> about every day. <laughs> I would I'm say sure probably you do. probably about every <laughs> two hours. It seems like yeah. I think about if that race would have went a little bit different or whatever. But, but again, uh, it's li- you know that's something that's really hard. There's really no teaching that. You right, know yeah. what I mean? There's no way to practice. There's coming down pit road, all the shit that's going on, all you know. Pulling off, yeah, pitting, where's my pit stall, where's yeah. my timing lines? And now it's even changed more with more timing lines. Well, yeah. let, let's just go, <coughs> excuse me, with, with something here. Jeff Gordon is a four-time champion, right? He's only been on the car for six months. Yep. And he gets out at Indy, and he's like, my restarts were terrible. <laughs> yeah. But you they've know? always been horrible. I'm just so <laughs> glad he finally owned it. <laughs> Well, I d- that I don't <laughs> know with, but yes. But I mean, I feel like, I mean, you know, you're talking about a year. Yeah. You know, you you're talking about a guy that is quite possibly one of the best drivers that's ever raced yeah, in, in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series, and he gets out after six months, and he's like, man, I I went to school <laughs> like right now. So I mean, you know, it's not like you're 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 trying to 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 make up some easy feed, and yeah. You know, the one good thing is. And this is a big plus. Iowa's pit boxes are a lot bigger <laughs> and a lot easier than, than Richmond. Yeah. Wider pit road. So that'll be that'll be a lot easier. So who have you have you leaned on anybody at all yet um, to try and get info for, for this weekend? Not really anybody um, yet. Like I said, obviously I'm planning on, you know, I'm sure we'll all be working together this yep. weekend. But, you know, obviously Dale's got a lot going on and, you know, prior, he helped me, he and Kevin helped me a lot for Richmond, but Iowa, I mean, they, they don't really race, so, you know, really it's just kind of relying on, on you guys to kind of help me, and, and like I said earlier, I've been there once before, so I think right. that's going to help me some, looking forward to it. I'm not helping you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping the competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I honestly, um, that's one of the cool things about our team here at Junior Motorsports. I feel like everybody works really well together. You know, no matter if it's a cup guy, as you mentioned, Dale and Kevin coming in, um, both guys are, they're so awesome. I mean, just Kevin and I this weekend, you know, just being able to talk about stuff in between qualifying and, and during practice and stuff, that was huge. And, and Elliot's done a great job. I mean, Elliot, you know, has, has been around this sport for a long time and, and has a lot of great knowledge. So, I mean, I feel like 
as a whole, our team works really well together. So we're glad to have you on. And, and honestly, uh, not just because you're here. I, I've told everybody this. I feel like you're a great addition to what we do. You know, you're you're um, extremely talented, but you also just listening to you how you how you break things down and 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 kind of decipher what's going on and and your prep work. I mean, obviously, like you said, you've been at Hendrick, you've been prepping. Like, you know, all of that is stuff that is is uh, as a race team is concerned, it it definitely helps. And so. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad to have you this weekend. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be there. Yeah, I know <laughs> you're skipping out. I didn't. What? I know. I felt bad. Sound I didn't like want to sound like me in the so radio show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so except no, I'm because it's my vacation week, and I am still here recording this. I'm sorry. I'm driving to a race. No, the motorhome was still at the truck shop. I'm sorry, I was working. Okay, so, so well here's what I will say though. Well, so Megan, my PR yeah. girl, uh, she skipped. Indy. Indy because of the heat, oh. and, and no, she, went to, she, went to, she went to Prentice Pool Party. Pool <laughs> made party. out like a bandit. We won <laughs> the Dash for Cash. Yep. Right? So just so you know, if my man over here is standing in victory lane, there is I no know. disappointments on your end. I know. You chose to miss this one. I did. I know. I went to pick my wife up at the pool party. First thing I jabbed her with, "Oh, Megan, hey." <laughs> You're not there, and they won hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. I think she was pretty, pretty bummed about yeah, that. She but was. Oh, okay. So, last question about Iowa for you uh, on this, Josh. Racing a late model, so you run a perimeter late model. We just had this conversation because <laughs> my late model stuff. So, growing up in Illinois, we don't have a lot of asphalt late models. So, right. you know, dirt late models are all straight rail cars. Oh yeah. Uh, and so you run a perimeter late model, which is late model stock has a lot of similarities to a an Xfinity series car as far as just how the cars are built, things like that. What do you how do you prep for an Xfinity series car versus late model stock? Or or does it affect you and how they drive? Do they drive anywhere close to being the same? What what are your biggest challenges when you when you switch back and forth? I would say the main difference between them is the Xfinity car just drives a lot better. It just steers better, kinda handles better, just feel you know, there's more downforce so it feels stuck into the track a little bit more, but it's definitely just a lot different because you're going faster and the tires feel different than, you know, we race on bias fly tires, so you can kind of slide them around a lot more and kind of race. Miss you bias know. flies. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there's much different. There's so I mean, there's forgiving. There, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I'd say the biggest difference is like we touched on was pit road because that's something I've never done, yeah. you know. And, uh, and, and that's even – it's just totally different because, you know, 95% of our races, you start on four tires and you got them for 100 laps, 150, however long it is. So you got to take care of them. And I, th I think that's what benefited me so much at Richmond was because I was just so used to doing that, that, um, you know, I kept the tires on it. But so it's different. I mean, you got, you make a run, then you got to work on your car. So you got to know, uh, you know, the whole time you got to be thinking, all right, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And then you pit. And then you get, so there's a lot there. And then, of course, the aero factor of it, you know, it's just something that I don't really know anything about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just learning. You know, it's it's di it's difficult. I remember the first time I ran Iowa. You know, I like ran somebody down and got behind them, and I'm like, "Holy cow! I don't <laughs> turn anymore." What is this? What happened? Yeah, what, what is this? What happened here? So it's funny. Uh, my <laughs> best piece of advice is don't get right in somebody else's tire tracks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's easier said than done. I've explained it to like people that don't get it. Is um, okay. Drive down the lake in your boat. Be the first boat. That lake's really smooth. Now be the tenth boat back, right? And that, like, being able to visualize the waves and the wake and all that—that's yeah. A boat wave 
or our wake is is a lot like what we deal with in the race car. Obviously, a lot narrower at the right. front and a lot wider at the back, but but same concept. And and it's hard it's hard to get used to that, especially if you don't do it on the regular. I mean, just like the last time we were there, you know, there was cars that everybody was on the bottom, 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 bottom. And then all of a sudden, it was like one car went to the top, and he was great. I mean, he's making time going forward. And then it was like everybody went to the top, and everybody that had an advantage up there just stalled out right where they were mm -hmm. at. And so it was it was uh, it was quite the deal. But it'll be interesting. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. And um, obviously, the the temperatures are hot. Uh, it's just as hot there. It's it is going to be hot and humid there. Yeah, pretty. Yep, that's a pretty good assumption. Yeah, yeah. You're missing out again on another great weekend of hot and humid. I will be here. Yeah. Home. Yeah. No, I will be in Pocono. Oh, that's yeah, right. You guys are Wait, we're Next you taking week. the weekend off too? No. Okay, well, let's let's we're going to lean into daring assumptions right here. Yes. And do you know anything about daring assumptions? Okay. No. Okay, so Look there's a lot guy. of rules. Alex Bowman has actually walked in. He's he's brought his new puppy, oh. Finn. <laughs> Finn is the puppy's name, right? Yeah, okay. I did get on that one. So, it's a cute puppy. Um, so daring assumptions. Are you do you want to explain it to him? Okay. So daring assumptions, we will pick winners for the Xfinity race. And the Cup Series race. And we got to do the, the truck, truck Series. We're doing oh, trucks. we're going to do the trucks. Yep. Okay. So, problem with it is, here comes all the fine <laughs> print. There is a paragraph worth of fine print. Can't pick any Junior Motorsports car. Can't pick any Hendrick Motorsports car. Can't pick yourself. So, of course, that's those. Um, and you can't pick any uh, JGR car. <laughs> so okay. now okay. that we narrowed so the field now down, we narrowed it down. So <laughs> I got it. So <laughs> I'm ready. again, it's called daring assumptions. So picking Brad Keselowski in the 22 really isn't a daring assumption. This would be but somebody that would be like an upset win. I, I, not really. An, uh, yeah, an upset Kinda win, but like somebody that could that could you feel like could break yeah. through and get like that that big win. It would be a big deal for them, and they have the the ability to do that. So now in the Cup Series, it's not as daring because of course, right. you know everybody can Everyone, win there. Yeah. So. yeah. But okay. right, that's so. the fine print. So we'll let you go first. Okay. <laughs> Who's your pick for well trucks? Yeah. At Pocono. At there Pocono. are no cup drivers in the field. Yeah. Well, at first I was going to say William, but that's not really because he's won so many yeah, times already. He exactly just makes it look easy. He, so he gets it already. Yeah. Yeah, so he does get it. Man, I don't even know whose racist trucks are. Lee. I'm trying to think. <laughs> hmm. This is the challenge. Yeah. This I'm is the hardest part. This is the hot seat of the show. I'd already picked out my cup, guys, so now you kind of hit me. I was trying <laughs> to think of the truck. We so did this to Kelsey last yeah, week. Yeah, so I'm trying to think <laughs> who would be a good one. Man. Who races trucks? You race it. <laughs> I'm not, I can't. I can't I because I'll give okay, up. Okay, so hang on. So you've got. Or what the, What are the teams again? You've you got, got, you got KBM. Red yeah. Horse. Red KBM, Horse. GMS. Thor Sport. Yeah. Jennifer Joe Cobb. She'd be good. She, that would be a daring <laughs> assumption. <laughs> that would be a definite daring assumption. Uh, I don't know. Ben <laughs> Kennedy. Right. Okay, that's actually a really good one. Yeah, ben Kennedy. He's been pretty fast. Yeah, 33 truck and GMS trucks have been yeah. really fast. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So what about the Xfinity series at Iowa? Hmm. <laughs> so I can't pick me. Can't pick Joe Gibbs. No. Can't pick Justin. Can't pick Elliot. Yeah. No. Hmm. Ross Chastain. Oh. <laughs> ah, Ross <laughs> gets the shout Ross. <laughs> Fellow neighbor. He was, yeah, he was our old neighbor, so that's uh, <laughs> about him. All right, what about the Sprint Cup Series? Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. That's yeah. a that's kind of been my go-to here yeah, lately. Yeah. He's, he's a really First-time winner. 
Yeah. All right. All right. I'll take second on this one. <laughs> I was gonna let the lady go first. Right. I got good ones right, too. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I got Tyler Reddick in the truck. All right. He finished third, fourth at Pocono last year, but yeah. he led the majority of the laps. He did. Um, I got Sam Hornish for Xfinity. He's in the two. Yep. And I got Chase Elliott. Oh, oh. Sam Hornish. You is forgot. In the two? Yep. I know who I would have picked in trucks. Now I forgot about Daniel Hemrick. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. You want to switch? You want to switch? Yeah, I'm switching right, to him. All right. Why do you want Kennedy? Th- no, 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 <laughs> no, no. We're good. Yeah. I got my pick. Jeff. Okay, so in the truck series, mm-hmm. um, I've sc- I've kind of struggled with this one because I, I I keep going back and forth, but um, I'm gonna go with Johnny Sauter. <laughs> well, the reason why, I know that that hurts you, but the that reason why. Hurt me. <laughs> no, I said hurt Jonathan you. Jonathan's crying. Do you want me to switch it? Jonathan's I'll switch crying. it. I don't care. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen. All right. So. <laughs> Jeez. Wreck him. <laughs> That's going to be the thing. Yeah, be like, Justin is not winning during Assumption this week. Um, I mean, I can switch it. I'm okay nope. with that. Nope. No, I'll go with nope. Ben Rhodes. Ben, Ben's been really, really. Ben's been really fast. Yeah, so I'll go with Ben Rhodes. Okay, so I'll go with Ben Rhodes. So the, the backstory story is, is that the old crew chief from Double Zero is now over at Johnny Sauter's team, so that's where the great heart heartburn, heartburn <laughs> comes from. Okay, so in the Xfinity series, I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace. Ah, I hate <laughs> you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh. Bubba was the first car to move up to the top yep. in the first race and, and had a really good run. So <laughs> <laughs> now, why do, you, why do you think I wanted to go uh. first? On this one? Uh, and then in the Sprint Cup series, I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Okay. I feel like the 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 Penske team is always good up there and uh, I mean I feel like we should pick a Gibbs car because they've pretty much dominated yeah. everything but we'll go with we'll go with those yeah. for now. Right. Jonathan? Trucks. Yeah. Timothy Peter. Oh that is a good one. I yeah. was going to go with that one next. Yeah. I'm struggling on my Xfinity pick now because I've been knifed. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Who's in the 22? Brad Kozlowski. I yeah. Can't pick yeah I can't pick that one. Um, I'm going to go with the three. The three's been good there. Yeah. Ty. Ty Dillon, and I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. Denny you Hamlin. can't pick Gibbs. Yeah, you can't pick Gibbs. In the cup car? Yeah. Yeah, you can't pick Gibbs at all. They were first through fifth at Oh, Indy. wait, hang on. I picked Hendrick. Did you? Who'd yeah, you the 24. Oh, did you pick Chase? You can pick the 11 <laughs> this week. Oh, wow, we just changed the rules. I'm the producer. I have that option. I can all just right. change Well, we rules. just got hosed. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but that's Would okay. you like to redo do you want no, to? that's okay. Just that's for okay. Cup, though. Well, I didn't. I mean, I could redo you it and say Martin Truex. That's what I was going to say. Well, I'll take yeah. Kyle Busch then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's, he's excited. He's got a Kyle Busch hat on right now here. He's excited. All right. So um, how about we have to uh, – I know we've kind of skipped over Indianapolis and Iowa and all that already, but uh, Jeff Gordon was in the number 88 Exalta Chevy this weekend um, filling in for Dale, and I thought it was really cool – that they changed the sign back Absolutely. on the, yep. the garage stall. They've left the car, Dale and Hart Jr. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, we talked about it a little bit. Dale's, Dale's been going through a lot. But, you know, what he's going through right now, I think all of us as racers can understand. You know, we, we never, ever want to have to sit out of a race. We never, ever want to have to not, not be a part of something. And so, um, you know, obviously, he's had good updates. Everything's been good, and they're, everything's been positive. But... Um, Huge shout out to Dale for what he's going through right now, and I know for all of us, it's uh, it's disappointing to see him gone, but at the same time, really cool to see what 
Jeff and Hendrick Motorsports did to try to you know make sure that everybody knows this is Dale's car and this is yeah. Dale's deal. Uh, it's pretty. Um, I'm trying to think of the word, but you think about it. All race car drivers, they're very proud of themselves, very confident, and for a man to stand up and say, "Time out, I, I I've got something going on that I really need to yeah think about and and do the right thing here." And I'm sure it was a hard decision for him to step away from that race car. Especially being in the chase yep. five points and yep. then yeah. to obviously now falling out. Like yeah. that's that's a that's a big, big deal. Yeah. Um the other thing that was cool this weekend obviously is Tony Stewart's last Indianapolis uh race, Brickyard four hundred. And I thought it was cool that you know, he kinda already knew he was gonna make a final lap. Like he already yeah. knew it was gonna gonna happen. But they sent the spotter down to grab T J and tell Jeff to hey, you come with me and we'll do this lap together. Yeah. Like that's yeah. That's pretty stand-up. And it, it was funny. I saw uh, somebody on Twitter tweeted that TJ gave Jeff his post-race instructions, like, with 15 to go. And I was like, post-race instructions? Like, I, I didn't get it, you know, yeah. at the time. And then when it was all said and I was like, oh, that makes sense. But they were li- they, they tweeted that that was the first time they'd ever heard post-race yeah. instructions. But obviously – It was right the before the green-white checkered. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, barring the circumstances, it was definitely uh, – It was definitely – Never heard – post-race instructions prior <laughs> to the green-white check. Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Well, but who would have thought of, in all the years of racing, Tony Stewart would be like the sentimental story? Sentimental and Tony Stewart probably never <laughs> I mean, never, li- never lined up. But I will say this. You know, you've got two guys right there that yeah. have given more to this sport than than people even realize. Yep. You know, from the from the on track side absolutely, but from the back side even. Yeah. It's it's just unbelievable. And just being able to know both those guys and race with both of them, it's definitely been been awesome. And I and I did hear Tony say when he retires he's gonna do a lot of dirt racing. Yeah. And I'm like, Yes, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what I love to see. Oh yeah. So uh with Jeff being in the eighty eight, make sure to head over to exaltaracing.com. Get the latest news and photos as well as the schedule for Dale's Exalta at number eighty eight. Uh, Jeff is back in it again this weekend. Obviously, uh, Dale said he was going to get an update on the Dale Jr. download. He's going to get an update this week, so he'll he'll kind of fill everybody in Sunday after after the race. We'll all hear it on Monday on the on the download. So if you don't already listen to Dale's download, you d- definitely need to go check it out again this week. Um, and then that they're going to make the determining factor on what they do moving forward after that uh, after he gets this this final update. Yeah. So that'll be cool. So, all right. Trucks are going to Pocono. Pocono Mountains, 150. Is July. it only 150 laps or uh, 150 miles? 150 miles. Like three laps, right? Two yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you be in and out. That's the kind of race we need to be in. Mm-hmm. Those are the, those are I easy. I want to say like one of the first Pocono truck races was like 50 laps. Well, I know that it was like half the distance of the Arca race. It was, yeah, because <laughs> everybody was like, we're coming up here for this. Yeah, <laughs> but it is, it, the schedule there is really hard. Yeah. Like everything tying it all together, no lights. Yeah. And it is foggy in the morning. It's always foggy or raining. Yeah. True. I grew up around there, and my wife still won't go back there because <laughs> we were on we were on family vacation with her family in Cape Hatteras. Left there to go to Pocono, and it rained all weekend, and we had to stay till Monday, and she was so mad. Oh, God. It's usually how it goes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, July 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. Pocono Mountains 150 with Cole Custer and his Haas Automation Chevrolet Silverado. Yes. You want you want to preview that? How about you? You can preview. Josh can preview, preview the, the Xfinity Series race. race. So, 
We got the yep, the U.S. Cellular 250, July 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN. Yep. 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 Now, so funny story on NBCSN. So I don't know why, but my service at home. So 217 is tennis channel, and 220 is uh, 219 is is NBC Sports. They flip flopped on my TV, but not on the the guide. So it recorded. I got you got a lot got, of tennis. I got tennis for <laughs> all weekend, <laughs> and I don't I don't understand it. Like when you go to the channel, like if you type in the number, it goes to the right channel. The banner is right, but the TV is tennis. If I go down two channels to the tennis channel, I get all racing. So <laughs> oh I don't know when it's gonna switch back though. So I don't want to record tennis again. I mean, record no offense both. to tennis, but. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I believe there's actually a Josh Berry tennis player because every now and then I get updates on how I'm doing playing <laughs> tennis. So I might have been, been on there. All right. <laughs> so you never know. You might want to check it out. Is I this like a second there. career? Yeah. Yeah. This racing gig doesn't work out. I've yeah. got a heck of a volley. Yeah, they forgot the <laughs> underscore or something <laughs> when they typed me. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so this weekend, you are obviously in the number 88 Sun Energy One uh, Camaro. Myself is in the. Myself is in. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> me personally, I I'm <laughs> in the <laughs> number seven, <laughs> in the number seven brand professional agriculture Chevy, and Elliot Sadler is in the familiar one main, uh, Lindy made personal yep. Chevy. <laughs> I almost said it. They've taken that off. I almost said it. <sighs> yeah, I almost said and it. And Sunday, July thirty first, one thirty p.m. Eastern time on NBC Sports Network, the number eighty eight. Jeff Gordon will drive it again this weekend. It'll be the nationwide car. It, it is. Very I think it is nationwide. You know what's funny though is I I thought for sure that I saw that they tweeted it was Exalta again, but maybe it's not. Maybe it is nationwide. I'm like I'm like ninety nine point seven five percent sure. Mm. Either way, can we I get mean, that other percentage? Hey, I will say though, Jeff had a fire suit, and it was so funny seeing Jeff in in a, a red Exalta fire suit. Like it. it I don't know why it just caught me off guard, but wasn't my man, huh? Wasn't it red last year? No, it was black. It was black. Uh, yeah, he did the black car. It was black <coughs> last right. year. But my man, like, gets yes, a fire nationwide. suit. He had a helmet already painted okay. up. I'm like, man, I, like How? my helmet painter. When I call him, he's usually like, dude, you Too are much. killing me. No, no, he's really quick, but he's like, dude, you're killing me. Like, if if I need it in a week, like, I mean, people don't realize the amount of effort yeah. and time that gets put into one. I need like a week. He's like, dude, you're killing me. Jeff's gonna have to have two <laughs> in the matter of two weeks, uh, and two fire it's suits. crazy. Well, two fire suits. what four fire suits? I'm sure you go through one a day. Yeah, he's, I guarantee he has mm. plenty. Yeah. So, well, you guys have fun in Pocono and Iowa. <laughs> yeah, we will. Don't worry, we'll have fun without you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, Josh, as always, thank thanks for, for coming in. Yeah, yeah, thanks for thanks being on. Good luck this weekend and. Uh, if you ever want to fill in, my man over here misses he's all here, the he's time. He's gone like three <laughs> times a month. Yeah. So if you uh, ever want to fill in and come co-host with me, you're more than we welcome. Can do it. We can do it. <laughs> we've had Alex in here a couple times. Jason's yep. been in here a couple times, I think, or only yep. once. But we, we, we've had to. I've missed three shows. In the last three weeks. True. I'm sorry I'm driving. If you get me an airplane <laughs> or a plane ticket, I'm in. <laughs> I'll talk to Steve and Steven <laughs> about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think this show trumps. Uh, truck driving, racing. yeah, truck racing, yeah, driving to the truck race. We did have a good time, though. Well, as always, uh, if you're listening, make sure to tell us what you think. Give us your feedback. Give us questions. Tweet your questions. Yeah, tweet Facebook, tweet, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Yep, yep, yep. Everything. Thanks, guys.
Hey Junior Nation, now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. Hey, it's Mike Davis. Join us each Monday on the Dale Junior Download Podcast as we recap the race with exclusive commentary from Junior himself, plus radio chatter replay and reaction theater. New episodes every Monday throughout the race season right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. You've been listening to Junior Motorsports Upfront, brought to you by K1 Speed. To find a K1 Speed karting facility near you, go to k1speed.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 